Nike reaffirms that quitting like a coward because you're sad is heroic. Okay? Hollywood gets involved in the Texas abortion debate, and they prove they're allies of the anti-abortionists. And even the left thinks this idea is crazy. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Happy Rosh Hashanah. I was going to take this day off. I was going to take this week off to celebrate with my Jewish friends. But I'm a Catholic, so that's not really going to work out. Uh, so here I am. Okay, so let's talk of, talk about quitting and how it's actually a good thing to quit, even if you're making millions of dollars. Naomi Osaka, the tennis star who won a couple of majors in the last two years, has said she's getting her said after getting her ass kicked in a match and throwing her temper tantrum and her tennis racket, uh, that she was going to take a hiatus from tennis. Uh, during the match, which she lost, uh, she threw a racket, started yelling, and then she said of that to the press afterward, quote, I'm really sorry about that. I'm not really sure why I was telling myself to be calm, but I feel like maybe there was a boiling point. Like, normally, I feel like I like challenges, but recently, I feel very anxious when things don't go my way. And I feel like you can feel that I was kind of like a little kid. Well, you know, yes, you were. And that's pretty much what everyone goes through. When things don't go their way, they feel kind of anxious. And sometimes we do throw things when we feel anxious. We'll throw pots, pans, balls, dogs, everything to kind of cure that anxiety. But you know, you're supposed to be a professional athlete and that's not really something you're supposed to do uh, unless you're John McEnroe. He did that all the time. So I, I didn't see what she did was anything that big of a deal, but apparently it was. Okay, then she started talking about her mental well-being and she said this through the welling of tears. I, you know, she did a poor thing. That's so tough. I feel like for me recently, like when I win, I don't feel happy. I feel more like a relief. And then when I lose, I feel very sad. I don't think that's normal. I didn't really want to cry. Basically, I feel like I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And I honestly don't know when I'm going to play my next tennis match. But I think I'm going to take a break from playing for a while. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I'm I, I'm I am welling up with tears. That poor thing. Yeah, she can. She, guess what she's going to end up doing? Yeah, she'll she'll take off from tennis for a little bit, and then uh, when she's only down to 150 million in the bank, trust me, she'll be right back on the tennis court. This is such garbage. Listen, okay, that and let me. Let me give her a little bit of a break. She, yeah, she's already dropped out of the French Open and Wimbledon this year, which are really high-stakes games, uh, matches. She could make a lot of money. So, sure, she's probably a little depressed. And this was this whole thing comes two weeks after she started crying in the middle of a press conference because somebody asked her why she doesn't like talking to the media. I mean, 
this gal, quite honestly, might be unstable. All right? And you do feel for her. I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't. When you're making tens of millions of dollars to play tennis and you've got sponsorships coming out of your butt I, 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 and you're getting paid no matter what, as we'll see in a few minutes. No, I don't really care. So this is what I say to Naomi Osaka and her depression and sadness and her tears and all the other crap that she's talking about. Good riddance to her. I really don't care what she does. I wouldn't even talk about this, but the media is making her out to be a hero for quitting. They did the same thing with Simone Biles, who quit on her gymnastics team during the Olympics. I have no problem with taking time off to deal with mental issues. But the problem, don't make this person into a hero. I understand there's a lot of stress in sports. Yes, I get it. I played sports. I know there's stress in sports. But a hero is one that overcomes their fears and stress stress, and does what they don't want to do. Quitting isn't heroic. Anybody can quit. So, Nike, in a virtue virtue signal, blows up, that probably blows up all other virtue signals. The lefty company has decided to give a paid week off to all employees at their main office for a week so that the employees can deal with the mental stress that they went through during the China virus pandemic. No kidding. So they're going to give these folks a week off because they just took a year off. Nike's senior manager of global marketing science, Matt Marazzo, stated in a uh, LinkedIn post, quote, in just about an hour, teams at Nike will start closing their laptops for our regular summer Friday hours. But today is extra special. Nike HQ is also powering down for a full week off starting next Monday. Our senior leaders are all sending a clear message. Take the time to unwind, de-stress, and spend time with your loved ones. Do not work. It's times like that. I'm so grateful to be part of this team. By the way, a little FYI if it's the headquarters, I guarantee you if some job isn't done by the mon- by next Monday, you better believe that someone's getting chewed out. And I'm pretty sure there will be some stress. Okay, where are I mine? Okay, here it is. In a year or two, unlike any other, taking time for rest and recovery is key to performing well and staying sane. This past year has been rough. We're all human and living through tra- a traumatic event. But I'm hopeful that the empathy and grace we continue to show our teammates will have positive impact on the culture of work moving forward. It's not just a week off for the team. It's an acknowledgement that we can prioritize mental health and still get work done. Support your people. It's good business, but it's also the right thing to do. Okay, whatever. How do I know this is a, uh, this is a uh, virtue signal? Because uh, the left-wing Nike actually sponsors both Naomi Osaka and Simone Biles. Go figure. They need to keep these gals, who they spent millions of dollars on, by the way, they need to keep these gals into heroes. Because they've already blown all their money on them. Okay. 
Um, so the celebrities in Hollywood, they seem really upset about this new abortion law in Texas. Now, a lot of people are calling this abortion law an abortion ban. It technically isn't. Um, just a review. The Texas has a law now that is fully active that would make doctors civilly liable for committing abortion. Both the lower courts and the Supreme Courts refused to hear the case because of some legal snafu. Some paperwork wasn't turned in, and the Supreme Court said, listen, do your job, and then you can turn in the paperwork and we'll hear. Uh, so this law went into effect last week. Now, so far, there have not been any lawsuits filed. So there really is no way to challenge this law at this point. But the reality is this law is probably going to challenge Roe versus Wade. And if the courts showed anything, uh, right now it looks like it would be a five to four overturning of Roe versus Wade, because that's essentially where this is going. Um, this has been a real gut punch for the left. And I'm not really sure why. They keep saying that abortion is constitutional, but they're afraid Roe versus Wade is going to get overturned, and then we're going to have uh, abortion banned. Uh, a couple of things with that. First off, if this is constitutional, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Do you know why they worry about it? Because it's not constitutional. Abortion's not mentioned in the Constitution. It has nothing to do with it, and Roe versus Wade is a crap law. It's a crap ruling. And it, it came out five years before we had DNA, five years before we had um, uh, test tube babies. And so by the time we had the actual technology, they had already made the ruling and the uh, scientists had actually said that their ruling was bad. So this is just a really bad ruling. In the shock of all shocks, uh, Hollywood has decided to join the party and start pushing back against uh, Texas. So Bette Midler made a suggestion about how to get the abortion law overturned. This is what she said. I suggest that all women refuse to have sex with men until they are guaranteed the right to choose by Congress. Now this is, now, now this broad has a great voice. I love her singing voice, um, but she's really dumb. By the way, this isn't the first time someone has said anything like this. I think it was Deborah Messing who suggested the same thing when Mississippi and Georgia passed their abortion laws, anti-abortion laws. It didn't work then. It's probably not going to work now. What's amazing is that old bit doesn't realize is that this is exactly what anti-abortionists want you to do. Abortion is needed by irresponsible couples. Anti-abortionists actually want irresponsible couples not to have sex so the chick doesn't get pregnant and then an abortion comes about to kill a baby. So good job, Bet. You are proving to be an ally for the anti-abortion movement. Of course, now hearing from, uh, hearing the Hollywood wants to boycott Texas over the law. You knew this whole thing was coming. This is this is something they're going to do. This is going to be a big deal. All right. And by the way, the overturn I think I've said this before. The overturning of Roe versus Wade is not going to end abortion. It's just going to end abortion in states that don't want abortion. That's all it's going to do and it honestly it's just not that big of a deal. California, New York, 
Massachusetts. They're not going to, Washington, Oregon, they're not going to end abortions. Virginia, not going to end abortions because Roe versus Wade is overturned. But Mississippi, Georgia, Texas, Missouri, Arizona, Nevada, they will. Because that's what they want to do. Because unlike what Josie says, and she's here, I'm waiting for her to come in here and start arguing, but she won't. Uh, abortion is genocide. It's 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 a horrid it's a horrid thing. But here's that doesn't matter. I'm I'm digressing a little bit. So Patricia Arquette is another one, who by the way hasn't done a good movie in 20 years. And then the last movie she did that was good, she had literally seven minutes in it. So I, I'm not exactly sure why she's even listed. It is not over. We will not rest. We will not stop until women have full equal rights in every state in America. They actually already do. They just can't kill babies. We will boycott you. We will, we will out-organize you. We will strike you. We will win your seats of power from you. I actually think she should take any role no matter where it's filmed, even in Texas. Losers can't be choosers. But this, that was a kind of a weird statement. Uh, and here's the other thing she doesn't quite understand. Most people in Texas don't want Hollywood in there because they think they're all nuts. So that's a thing. Pink, whose music I like, but she hasn't done a good song in probably four years, uh, tweeted, quote, I stand in solidarity with the people of Texas who, as of today, face an extreme six-week abortion ban. This ban, as uh, pound SB8, will be the blueprint for bans across the U.S. unless we do something about it. You know what? I hope she's absolutely right. I hope this is a blueprint. And I think it will be. The big problem with that abortion law was that they made it criminal for a doctor to kill a baby. This one doesn't do that, which is why the courts are a little touchy about it. The, the courts are basically saying, no, you can be sued. That doesn't mean you're going to go to jail. I like I, I like the way they're doing that. And even John Roberts, that piece of crap Supreme Court justice, has said, um, it's a pretty good, strong law. So you could actually end up, even John Roberts, who's you know been jerking off the liberals for I don't know how long, even he has said he might go for this to overturn Roe versus Wade. So this could be interesting. Amy Schumer, who was thrilled when she got pregnant and had her baby, tweeted... The newest Texas abortion ban, SB8, gives politicians, neighbors, and even strangers the right to sue those who provide or just help patients get abortion after six weeks. The time to fight for our reproductive health and rights is now. You know what? Maybe she should have aborted her baby girl that she was so freaking happy about. Why didn't she just abort her? Right? I don't know. Hey, what's good for you ain't good for me. This is a problem with the left. The left usually does the absolute opposite of what they want others to do. And it's good for Amy Schumer that she's rich because she's really ugly. She's really fat. She's kind of disgusting. And um, no one would have her otherwise. I'm pretty sure she would not have any babies and she could scream about abortion. She'd never have an abortion because she'd never get pregnant. Okay, one more. Oh, no, a couple more. Another rocket scientist, uh, Alyssa Milano, she tweeted, let's stop calling it anti-abortion law and call it what it really is, forced pregnancy. 
God, she's stupid. If she wasn't for a Dodger fan, there'd be no reason to follow her on Twitter. I She hasn't done... A, 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 Josie, do you remember when Alyssa Milano did a TV show? I think it was in the 80s or 90s. She's just shaking her head. She she won't talk. She wants to get out of here because my place is really hot. And I won't let her open the door because it's going to be recorded. Now, well, here's the story. Um, only forced pregnancy uh, would be through rape or incest. That makes up less than 1% of the abortions, and I believe it's like 0.5% of the abortions are done through rape or uh, incest. The other 99 point whatever percent of abortions are all through people who got pregnant voluntarily. If someone gets pregnant because they decide to have sex with someone, that's not forced pregnancy. You got pregnant. Period. End of story. But then Alyssa, and Josie, you can't go yet. You got to listen to this. This is great. Uh, But Alyssa really hits Texas with the hypocrisy of Texas with this powerful video tweet. Listen to this. Friendly reminder that Texas also has a law that prohibits women from owning more than six dildos. So, uh, yeah. Oh, but you're allowed to own as many guns as you want. Also, how did they come up with the number six, right? Like five dildos, totally fine. Seven, nope. Lock her up. Lock her up for owning seven dildos. (sighs) This is all exhausting. I have to say, this must have been one of the dumbest arguments for legalizing abortion I've ever heard. Uh, first off, I'm pretty for, pretty sure, I may be way off here, I'm pretty sure that nobody is enforcing uh, the Texas law that bans seven dildos. Also, I just like I don't think anal sex has been banned because that's still illegal in like 40 states, but no one actually enforces the bloody law. So I would I would challenge I would challenge Alyssa to sit back and I would challenge Alyssa to sit back and show me one woman who's in a Texas prison or jail because she has seven dildos. How about that? And by the way, who in the hell needs seven dildos? I seriously. What do you need seven dildos for? Now, what I do like is that if you're doing a dildo, you're doing things to yourself. And that also is a anti-abortionist stance. We don't care what you use. Dildos, the the things that vibrate, vibrators. You know, we don't use any of those. We, we don't care if you use any of those. Just don't kill your baby. I would make Alyssa an offer. Why doesn't Texas, size, uh, Texas legalize a woman to be able to get as many dildos and vibrators as she wants? And then we can ban abortion. Would that be kind of a a thing? Do you think we can agree to that? Maybe release all those millions of women in prisons for having seven dildos. And then we just legalize dildos and vibrators? I guarantee you, if every woman in Texas... Pro-abortion in Texas had a dildo and a vibrator, or seven of each. They probably wouldn't need abortions because they'd be able to take care of themselves. 
stupid ass argument. Okay, and here's Reese. I can drink and drive and abuse a, the cop who pulled me over. Witherspoon. Uh, she tw she <laughs> she tweeted. I stand with the women of Texas who have their constitutional right to make decisions about their health and their own bodies. Okay, this is, there's so much to go over here, and it really is kind of funny. Um, there is a record number of abortions this year because most people think uh, there's the record number of abortion leg uh, uh, laws this year. Because and I heard someone on MSNBC say the same thing. Because most people think abortion is horrid and it's genocide. Most Texans, women and men, think that abortion is horrid and genocide. By the way, most of women, I'm going to say this again, don't agree with abortion. They think it's bad. Josie, who is moderately in favor of choice, she's not that much in favor of choice because I end up kicking her butt in... in Anytime we have a debate and she just really does. I don't think she's really thought about it. Reproductive freedom is the ability to have a baby without governmental interference. It is not the ability to kill the baby in China who had forced abortions through the one child policy is an example of a country without reproductive freedom. If you're committing abortions, this isn't freedom. This isn't reproductive freedom. You're actually getting rid of something. So there's no reproduction at that point. Abortion is not mentioned once in the Constitution. This is the most annoying thing in the world. Just because a court in 1975 said that, yeah, you can have an abortion, does not mean it is constitutional. That's why this stuff can be overturned. Maybe the court made a mistake. And I think this court might say, you know what? You made a mistake. And by the way, if Roe versus Wade is overturned, all it's going to do is not federalize the law. It means the states can determine whether or not they like abortion. And the other thing she says, which is really bad, it's not about her health. We're talking health of the baby. And these women are such freaking narcissists. They don't realize that we are not talking about you and your freedom. We're talking about the freedom of the child you are carrying and you voluntarily had. And it's not her body. This is scientifically proven. That fetus, about a day after conception, is actually a separate human being with its own DNA. It's a separate, independent human being. That's what anti-abortionists are concerned about. Then there's, there's Eva Longoria, because she's always... Again, this is one of these gals who I think hasn't done a... hasn't done a good show in a billion years. And, yeah, I don't know. So she had rather... She had a couple of tweets here. It's crazy. It's crazy to witness my home state of Texas pass our nation's most restrictive abortion laws and, in doing so, take many strides in the wrong direction. This is a blatant violation to all women, especially women of color. There we go. Texas is among the seven states and territories where the non-Hispanic white share of the population is below 15%, according to the Census Bureau. There were 11.4 million Texans who identified as Hispanic in 2020 census, making the group nearly as large as the non-Hispanic white demographic 
group in the state. Okay, so a couple of things here. One, um, I, I, I don't really know what she was trying to prove here. I, I think what she's trying to say is that there are a lot of Hispanic women in Texas. Okay, fine. Um, but the, is, is she just trying to say that the anti-abortion law is racist? I think the answer is yes. I don't think this is a real thing. But here's what I'll go, and I think I said this the last time when I talked about the abortion on, I think it was on the Friday. Um, Anti-abortionists want Hispanic women to have their babies. So exactly how is that racist? Isn't it racist to want to kill Hispanic babies? Wouldn't I be racist because I think that, oh, I hate Hispanics. Let them all have their abortions. Let's keep it legal because there are lots of Hispanics in Texas. That's not what I want to do. I want you to actually raise your children, making more Hispanics in the country. Yeah, You know what? That's it. I, you know what? I, I'm going to call it Eva Longoria is a racist. I'm going to call it. So I... I find it ironic that all these actresses would do work for China, but they won't go to Texas to have an acting job. I think most of these chicks should take an acting job anywhere they get. They're all has-beens. Not one of them has done anything. But these guys will work for China, financed, financed by movies, financed, uh, movies that are financed by China, and they'll even work in China. China, who violated, quote, reproductive freedom, end quote, with their one-child policy for nearly 30 years. You know, those that, that uh, policy where you could only have one child and any time you got pregnant, you had to abort that child and you were finding fetuses dumped in the middle of freaking trash heaps? That China. China that has put Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps, leaving them to slavery, leave, um, leaving those people to slavery. By the way, who's one of the leaders with that uh, type of work? Nike. Nike is actually working in the province that has the Uyghur slaves. They're also notorious for torture, rape, and murder. But, you know, hey, they're China. They pay a lot of money. They have a lot of people. And they... They uh, seem to like China. It's where they want this country to go. But what the hell are you going to do? At least they'll be able to kill babies in this country. We'll be able to kill babies in this country. Just not in Texas. So here's something that's going to work out real well. Democratic Socialist, uh, Democratic Socialist in New York, Tim, Tiffany Caban has thrown out the idea that will probably get some traction in New York, though looking at some of the other uh, candidates, probably not too much. Uh, she's running for city council and is considered a shoe-in for the position, which is disturbing in itself. Uh, she has proposed an idea she considers radical public safety that will push restorative justice. What is that, you might ask? How about if the victim of a violent crime has a conversation with his victimizer? Sound good to you? Nothing can go wrong there, right? She wrote a 
one-page manifesto that discussed just that. So here's from that manifesto. Example of use. A person is beat up, suffers a broken rib, and is robbed of his wallet. First, his needs are heard and affirmed, and he works with trained staff to develop a services and healing plan. Then, when he is ready, he participates in restorative justice circles with the person who harmed him or their respective support systems. He asks questions and gets answers, and they develop an accountability and consequences plan. Wow. Um, accountability and consequences plan. What does that mean? It means uh, no police or no prisons. No need for those. We can just have the victim and victimizer, uh, victimizer have a kumbaya session and all will be healed. So the rapist just needs to have a discussion with the raped woman and all will be healed. So the murderer just needs to have a discussion with the murder victim or whatever and all will be healed. The pedophile just needs to have a discussion with the traumatized and explosive kid and all will be healed. A little bit about Miss Caban, by the way. She's 34 years old. Uh, she's a socialist. She identifies as queer. I think she's queer too, but not in the way that she is trying to identify herself as. By the way, I don't know what makes her what that makes her pronouns. Is it they, them, or chi chi or whatever? Uh, that wasn't mentioned in the article, and I think that article needs to be. You know, in, ah, it's from the New York Post. They're not going to change. But she practiced law while uh, she practiced law for a while, but joined the Working Families Now, WFN, a socialist organization that supported health care reform, raising the minimum wage, universal paid sick days, addressing student debt, progressive taxation, which means raise taxes on everybody public education, and energy and environmental reform. Right, this is my kind of gal. Oh, yeah. Um, the WFN was a subsidiary of ACORN, a radical domestic terrorist organization. Yay! But not the white supremacist kind, so ACORN is okay. They're, they're, they're good. They're not bad people. Just reading her profile, I got a couple of things out of this whole thing. Uh, first off, she's got some privilege. Yeah, she was taught at a private Catholic school. She got her BA from Penn State. She got her law degree from New York Law School. But she's a woman of color. She's Puerto Rican and she's gay. So that, I guess, eliminates any type of profile of privilege. Uh, only white straight men have, you know, privilege. So, yeah, she's perfect for privilege. She's a woman. She is, this is the problem with intersectionality. She's a woman, so she's already in bad state. She's uh, Puerto Rican, so she's already a person of color. That's bad. And she's gay, too. Oh, my God. She's got all of the intersectional boxes checked. And the other question I always have is, why are socialists so bloody young? She's only 34 years old. And she's coming up with this, this garbage. Could it be? That she has no experience in like the real world, and she was educated by the liberal education establishment, establishment. So she really has no idea what is going on in the real world or in history. Good news for New Yorkers: some of her future cohorts think that these ideas might be a bit okay. How do I say it? Insane, crazy, numb scullery, if that's a word. 
Councilman Robert Holden, a Democrat from Queens, told the New York Post, quote, unless Ms. Caban is running to represent the Twilight Zone, <laughs> that's funny, it sounds like she needs to participate in restorative reality circle. Our city and state already help criminals enough as it is without insane ideas like this. It's not a plan for anything but total chaos and yet another denial of the absolutely essential role of the police, courts, and incarceration play in our society. Now notice he is a Democrat and now he's saying, hey, we kind of need police. Could it have something to do with the fact that, you know, the uh, crime in New York has gone up like, I don't know, 15,000 percent? I'm exaggerating because I don't know how much it is. I think it's between 70 and 200%. I'm not kidding. It's between 75 and 200% that crime has gone up over there. And that was because they tried to defund the police. It failed so badly in New York that Bill de Blasio, who's a complete freaking moron in the first place, actually started refunding the police. Another councilman who didn't want his name to be released sit there and sat there and said, this is insane. Woke socialists need to wake up. If they get their way, New York City will have to build more prisons just to house and keep law-abiding citizens safe from criminals that sleepy wokers want to, f to be free and to ro roam our communities. Then you got, I think this guy's a conservative. He, well, he's a cop. Uh, Joseph Giacci Giacalone. I just butchered that. Okay, I'm sorry. A John Jay professor and retired NYPD detective, Sergeant, had a more dire assessment of this insane leftist view. Quote, apparently there are no more victims right, rights anywhere in New York. It keeps on going the way it's going. Eventually, this is all going to backfire. You cannot keep disrespecting victims and their families because you think it's going to be better so it's going to be a better society or this utopian society. When I first read, read this, the, the manifesto, I actually thought it was the onion. The level of craziness is off the charts. Now, I've mentioned this in past uh, podcasts. And by the way, he's right. But I've mentioned this in past podcasts. So I'm going to mention it again. Socialism never ended the police. Socialism created a nationalized police that the elite were in control of and they were far more brutal than the police that we have today. We can take a look at the NKVD of the Soviet Union, the black shirts of fascist uh, Italy in the 40s, the brown shirts of Nazi Germany in the 40s, 30s and 40s, and Antifa of the United States. Oh, wait, sorry, sorry, not yet, but they're getting there. That's what we're looking at. Prisons in socialist countries were emptied in socialist countries, but they were never done away with. Socialists and communists just filled them with what they considered undesirables, or, as Hillary likes to say it, deplorables. The gulags of the Soviet Union were constantly filled. The concentration camps in China are filled. Where are, where are the ends of prisons, the end to prisons in those socialist states? And of course, Cuba, Venezuela, they all, they all had it. Uh, Vietnam, they all had the prisons. They didn't go away. What is 
this is what is ironic of the socialist. They want to shut all prisons down, but history has shown that they have never done so, especially for those evil January 6th writers. Do you realize that they're saying, oh, all those January 6th writers, not only should we not close the prisons, we should throw them in there and throw them without and throw away the key and not even let them have lawyers. That's actually happening over there. Meanwhile, as long as you agree with the left, you'll be okay. If you're from BLM or you're from Antifa, don't worry. You will not see time in prison. doesn't matter what courthouse you burn down. Now, should there be rehabilitation in prisons? I do. I think so. As a matter of fact, I think like drug addicts and, and the mentally ill, they should even be in prison. We should actually create alternative social structures, institutional structures that house those individuals. And then you've got folks like pickpockets and car thieves. These people can be rehabilitated, but the prisons have to rehabilitate those individuals. And some criminals, we have to accept, we have to embrace the fact that they just can't be rehabilitated. Murderers, rapists, pedophiles, and by the way, this is part of my argument for the death penalty. These people are not going to be rehabilitated. They're not going back into society. We should not, as taxpayers, be spending money on them, put them out of their misery, eliminate them, and get rid of them. And this is something that the left never understands. Prison is not for rehabilitation. That's actually not the main point of a prison. There's a reason prisons suck. It's because prisons are meant for punishment. You stole somebody's $10,000 car. You got caught. You need to serve some time behind bars in a miserable setting because that is your punishment. And I don't want to hear about how uncivilized our prison systems here are. Hey, Go to Mexico. Take a look at their prison systems there. Take a look at the prison systems in Central America, South America, Africa. Yes, you've got some very humane prison systems in, let's say, Israel or Norway or Sweden or Switzerland. But prison sucks for a reason, because it's meant to suck. So you realize this really sucks. And you know what rehabilitation is? is teaching them you don't need to be in the prison. You can do better for society. But meanwhile, if you are here, this place really sucks. I got news to you. Several years ago, I think it was 10, 12 years ago, the Hispanic population at San Quentin actually sued the prison system because they couldn't get chili peppers on them. The prison system said you can't have chili peppers because where does pepper spray come from? Chili peppers. Why are these guys having any rights? They've lost their rights. They've given up those rights. So we've got to understand, yes, there is some rehabilitation, but maybe we need to create other institutions for that rehabilitation. But the really real purpose of prisons is to actually punish. Okay, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. 
We're having our football draft. Uh, you can look at all the links I have, and I've got some other wonderful little things there. Uh, we also are, I'm doing my uh, football draft tonight. Starts at 7 p.m. Pacific time. 16 bloody rounds. I can imagine we're probably not going to finish this till 2, 3 in the morning, but whatever. I love fantasy football. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Oh,